Hey everyone, DM Jazzy Hands here with a quick pre-show announcement. The TLR team hit something of a milestone in this episode. We had our first intra-party conflict. It'll probably come as no surprise to you that after last week, Bizdira was feeling pretty ganged up on by her family, and this week that boils over a bit. As soon as it became clear to me that Lydia, who plays Bizdira, was having some capital F feelings about the way things were going, I activated some of the safety tools that we have in place at our table and reached out to the whole crew during the session. I can assure all of you that although things get kind of fraught in this episode, no hard lines were crossed, and though the five of us definitely had some real-life feelings from our imaginary pretend game, we stayed safe and made sure that at the end of the day everyone had fun, even if it wasn't the type of fun we typically have in our sessions. I wanted to bring this up at the top of the episode, not just to put your minds at ease while you're listening, that despite the difficult conversations in the episode, we are in fact all still having fun and maintaining our friendships, but also because it highlights the importance of always having safety tools at your table. If you aren't familiar with the concept, safety tools is sort of a blanket term for any and all protocols that your table has in place to make sure that everyone at the table is comfortable, and most importantly, like we experienced in this episode, feels empowered to put a stop to something in-game that makes them feel unhappy, unsafe, or uncared for in real life. There are lots of different tools that you and your friend can use, but it's important to have real codified procedures in place. That way, the people at your table aren't just guessing about how to deal with it if something comes up. The amazing Kiana Shaw and Lauren Bryant Monk, incredible designers and members of the TTRPG community, put together a Google Drive full of tools, instructions, documents, and ideas that is free to access and incredibly useful. So we're going to put a link to that drive in this week's episode notes. You should really check it out. At the end of the day, whether your D&D game is podcasted, streamed, or just private at home, the goal is to make sure that everyone has fun playing this game. And safety tools are an important piece of that puzzle. No matter how long your table has been playing together or known each other, the, the TLR crew has been playing together for years and some of us have known each other for decades, safety tools are vital. Read up on them, implement them in your games. Okay, I know this pre-show announcement has been a bit serious, but I promise that there is still levity and fun in this episode, and also there's some serious stuff. Have a listen, enjoy, and happy gaming, y'all. Welcome to this episode of The Last... Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Review. There we go. I'm your friendly, friendly neighborhood, Bizdira, and with me, I have... Oh my god. Bizdira. Kit. Bria. <laughs> Flick. And DM Jazzy Hands. Hell yeah. Last week, Bizdira was very upset because everybody just shunned her out and she was sitting alone playing cards with Sniv because nobody trusted her because they kept talking about something called an abolith. And obviously, I don't know what that is. As they were all talking and doing all these things without her there, she got bored and she pulled out the ring that they found in the brother's apartment. She was like, ah, fuck it, why not? put it on, attuned to it, and found that it was a sending ring to one person. But who was that person? Now, they're all back in the room. Sniv is freaking out for whatever reason because of the ring. Bazir is very confused and trying to get answers while everyone else is like, what? what's happening? What's happening? 
Bazir shows them the ring, says, Hold on, I'm trying to figure something out. And unbeknownst to her, Hush comes around and smashed her on the back of the head, knocking her out in one hit. What's going to happen when Bazdira wakes up? Oh. Is she going to kill everybody in the room? Probably. And <laughs> what are her friends going to do to Hush for knocking her out? Absolutely nothing. Find out. Her. Hey, y'all. Honestly. Yay. I was, was going to make it. Like the blooper this week, because it, but it was no. great. So yeah. that's and our honestly, intro, yo. I needed all of that to remind me where we're at. I, I now I have to ask you, from yeah. a person who's also done this, is your heart pounding right now? <laughs> Racing? Yeah. I can't even breathe. I'm still catching my breath. I know it's crazy, right? Like yeah, the adrenaline I, just takes over. I went over it like four times in my head over the last couple weeks too, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel like this would be perfect, and I love it I so much. Think it came out okay, actually. Congratulations! Thank you. So I think it came out great. It's been three years, and now <laughs> two of us have finally done it. <laughs> We're coming up on four, y'all. Can you believe it? Oh, no, God. yeah, no. I also keep—I don't know if I should tell you all this—but oh. I keep like trying to sit down and just sort of get an idea of the trajectory of what we have left to, what you have left to accomplish, what I have left that I want to make sure happens. That's unwise. And I just like one day I'm like. We could end this in like six sessions, and the next day I'm like, we have at least two years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it all depends a on whether or not we all die. Or <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking more like how many apartment buildings there are for us to search from here to the end. <laughs> I think that's really what's gonna We're decide. We're gonna search it for us. every single really building good. in the Southern Islands. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, so I have fun. a public calling out to do today. Oh, Karen. Oh, uh huh. Oh, not who I expected Where to be called out. No, but now I know what she's calling out. My instant pot recipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about you that. You committed I'll to make it on air. Then you have listened to the edited episode and you didn't think, oh my God, I haven't said, I like gave, I, I, I was like, I'm going to give her till it's edited. And um, here we are. And honestly, me and my family are starving. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. I was waiting to listen to the episode with my boyfriend since he was catching up. And then he decided to listen to it while I was sleeping. So I, I still have to listen to it. So then I didn't get the reminder. he needs to send oh. me a public apology. I will, I will tell him that. I'm sure I'm he will. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure. yeah um, he doesn't have anything yeah. else going on. <laughs> no, no, nothing else. Uh, but no, I, I'm going to make a note now. When we finish recording, I'll send it to you. Also, he just texted me because <laughs> he obviously can hear all of this. And he just said, haters going to hate. <laughs> that does not sound like an apology to me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Mm. Also, the other thing I was going to tell you guys is that I have entered a new phase in my life. I know um, you guys all know how much I love jokes about butts and farting <laughs> and um, oh, that yeah. type of stuff. Well, uh, my kid is two and a half. Oh, God bless. And well, I raised the butt kid, guys. I did it. Um, <laughs> I, we all knew it was no, coming. You husband, wouldn't accept it. Your husband but no, raised the butt kid. It was me. I did it. I did because <laughs> her joy just makes me so happy, and she just thinks butts are so funny. And so the other night, I mean, she's crying and crying and crying, and I sing her her like lullaby for the night is uh, the mom song 
at the beginning of Frozen 2. And I start singing it to her and I go, where the north wind meets the... And instead of singing C, she goes, but... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I leaned into it and we put but at the end of uh, every sentence there. So um, yeah, I just Honestly, thought you'd enjoy that. there was no other way that could have turned out. Mm-mm. It was inevitable. It was mm-hmm. a fixed point in the time sequence of the universe. You had to have the butt kid. <laughs> Is the title of this episode called The Butt Kid? It might be. It's like a great it, it might be, which title. I do think will be the first time in three and a half years that we took a title from the intro that had nothing the, to do with the, the preamble. People are going to be like, I got to listen to this episode, man. <laughs> butt kid. Also, when I was listening to uh, us leaving the letter for the brother, I cackled. <laughs> Karin saying at the benches where we live yeah. I, I I oh my god I, such a blast such so a good. blast anything else or should we jump in hop really? in start yes I just oh, please. I wanted to share a very sad story with you all which oh, no. is that my first D&D character outright died in the oh. campaign I'm playing with my family oh and it may or may not have been in part because of the audacity of that battle, but also due to my terrible dice rolls. Oh, and it was no. really scary. And uh, I'm scared pain. now of ever going unconscious <laughs> with what in this was campaign. The character, what was the character's name? Mm-hmm. Her name was Vaughn. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment of silence for Vaughn. That'll do. Shall we? Yes. We and then shall. we have the jumping in noise. No, we're not. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you all are in Hush's chambers, and uh, and Bizdira is unconscious on the ground. Hush is sort of standing behind her, dagger in hand. Uh, you can see that she's breathing. You can see that she's fine. But she had just revealed that she had attuned to the ring, and that it, ca- you, th- and that she could cast sending with it. Uh, and as as tensions were escalating, Sniv was about to get in on it. Y'all were starting to yell, uh, and Hush just just kind of put an end to things. Well, that's a terrible way to say that. Yeah, you're right. That was really <laughs> awful. Hush uh, stopped the escalation so that you all can have a calm conversation while Bazira takes a love. <laughs> nap uh, <laughs> that she will pay for with a great big goose egg. Gooses? Geeses? I'm really glad he did that. <laughs> well, yeah, Flick's jaws on the floor. Yeah. It, it, struggling whether to be surprised or not, I, I think. I love the, the, the feeling of love I'm getting from my companions Hey, right you're now. asleep. Can you... Shh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think after moments of silence looking at each other, I'm gonna look at Flick and Kit and be like... Do we need to, like, is there a way to make someone unattuned to something? Is there, are we just going to wait for, are we going to try to use this? What's the deal? Well, I think first Um, things first, we take it off of her finger, no? mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I agree. I'll do it. Oh, I can do Mage Hand. I can do Mage Hand. Kit. I was just trying to remember, did Bizira tell us the specifics of, like, that it only sends to one person or, right, because she got knocked out before she could tell us the specifics? Yeah, she only got out that it casts sending. That's as far as Yeah, because she she just kept saying, like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Exactly. Right. She um, made you all stop and Lydia take some deep is, breaths. Is purposely not speaking now. <laughs> I'm unconscious. <laughs> I got yelled at for speaking about the love that you guys are showing me. 
general. So I'm just let Bizdira speak. Can... Let Bizdira speak. Okay, but Bizdira is unconscious, so yeah. let Kit speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to turn to Sniv since he was the one who was like, Bizdira has something to tell you. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask him, was there anything else about this situation that we need to know? He he is looking, now that Hush has sort of taken care of things in Sniv's eyes, uh, Sniv is just sort of like, you know, that like limpness that you feel when the adrenaline is finally able to like puddle on the floor below you. That's that's what Sniv's got going on right now. Uh, and Sniv just says, I, uh, she, uh, she was uh, rather excited about it, uh, said she could cast sending with it, but didn't know who it would send to. She said she wanted to prank call (laughs) (laughs) to which I think we will all laugh just a tad I think even Hush maybe laughs a little bit like that inappropriate like everyone's like oh okay yeah yeah Thanksgiving prayer (laughs) but just to just to be sure we would know that sending typically you can you can send to anyone so the fact that it's that this would be like one specific person that she can cast sending to. Should is that unusual to us? Um, yeah, and I think you would pick up on that. It doesn't seem like maybe Sniv did, uh, but the fact that he mentioned that Bizira mentioned not knowing who it sends to definitely sends sends you know red flags because you all have been using sending. I mean, for literally years, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I also think uh, <clears throat> I. Th- I think I don't need you all to roll for this. I think you would know that uh, separating a person from an attuned item for an extended period of time can break attunement, assuming that the item isn't cursed, since someone mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're taking it off, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I already did. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. No, I said Maytan did. No, don't. I said I did. <laughs> I just took okay. it off. What are, you, what are you doing with it? I'm putting it on the table. <laughs> I'm attuning to it. <laughs> I just took it off of her finger. Okay. Does it explode in my face? No, no, okay. no. Uh, I'm going to point at the ring and say, so who, who do we think uh, Who do we think that ring gets in contact with if it was in your brother's belongings? That feels pointed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing either dad or sis, but that's my... I don't know. I feel like everyone's looking at me. <laughs> I mean, that could be the title. Uh, <laughs> I, I truly have no... Because now... Uh, well, I, I think... Okay, now I'm going to turn to Hush and be like, thank you for that. Is uh, this... Apologies oh. that I didn't check in with you beforehand. It seemed like sort of a an immediate issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, I don't even know what to say. Um, Hush will say, I... Uh, I don't, you know, want to sort of be the pessimist here, but um, whatever that was, I I mean, I don't know her that well, but um, if it was related to the Glorp, probably not a a great sign that my antidote is uh, working. I mean... That's just who she is. Exactly. (laughs) Hush just nods and is like, you know, you know her best, so. Uh, Yeah, my instinct is to kind of like let her wake up, because we, I think what we were going to do before all of this happened Mm -hmm. is we were going to wait for the next morning? Night? I Mm -hmm. don't know what time it is. It's nighttime now. You were going to wait till the next morning to sort of see how she reacted to the antidote. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like there's really anything to do before then if she, maybe we'd just let her wake up and give her technically they knocked her out with hit points right correct yeah okay. it was a it was a 
fortunately rolled critical sneak attack. <laughs> okay. Um, so then maybe we give her a little bit of healing, even if it's just like a couple points to be like, let's wake her up. Let's have a calm conversation about this. Question mark. Hush I- says, um, is she going to be mad? <laughs> oh, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> we, if we take all of the weapons, well, we have to take Bazira's hands and feet yeah, off of her I was, body. I was like- <laughs> <laughs> so grisly. Why did we laugh at that? Because those hilarious. are her weapons. <laughs> oh, God oh. Above. I mean, if we want to wake her up, ugh, it's going to do more moon magic, though. <laughs> I mean, I have hold person if we want to hold well, her, but I don't want to do... Rope. She'd be very yeah. happy to wake up being tied up with ropes. That's true. <laughs> a dream come true. <laughs> Not a BDSM reference. <laughs> Just Bizdira. So I'll start tying her up with ropes. <laughs> okay, great. Gently, like just you to be like, her. Yeah. yeah. So what are you like hog tying her? Are you just like, oh yes, now tying yes. her hands? Oh, no. And- <laughs> No, I think it's just, it's just, it literally, like, I don't even, like, put her hands behind her back. It's just tied around her okay. so that the first thing she does isn't to punch them in the face. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, <laughs> that seems, Hush is also just gonna go ahead and step back into a corner and sort of fade back into the shadows a little bit. You know they're there. They're not, like, super hidden, but they're also not, like, immediately obvious. Um, Kit, do you have anything that stabilizes her instead of healing her so that we don't have to use a spell slot? Well, she is stable. It was she a non-lethal attack, so she's not making death saves. She's not, yeah, she's not in danger Then I think dying. we just she's wait. Just I don't even think we heal her. I think we just wait. How long is it? Uh, hey, Bizdira, roll me a d4, would you? It's a one. A one, so it'll be an hour. I say we wait an hour, see if she wakes up. Okay, let's draw stuff on her face. <laughs> I, th- I Down. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely just, not going to make just, her any more angry. Just like a little really, mustache, like the curly mustache or mustache. Yeah, and we, we're not going to point it out. There's hardly any mirrors <laughs> anywhere here. She won't notice forever. If the, if the five of you don't say anything, I don't know how she will ever know that it is there. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. So with what are you drawing? Just like a regular quill and ink? Or are you doing something like... You no, we're going to crush up some beetle shells. Oh my, oh my God. So it's an iridescent mustache. <laughs> Even better. I think... I think Bria does have, I think one of Bria's ink pots has crushed up beetle carapaces in it, and it's like your shimmer, like your yes. gel shimmer pen ink. Yes. <laughs> this is the best edition my character has had yet. Absolutely. That's what we do. But we Great. do it with okay. our fingers. We like finger paint on her, and me and Flake are just giggling. <laughs> We're just having so much fun. Kit, what are you doing? <laughs> Looking on disapprovingly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sniv kind of wants to take part because he thinks it's kind of funny. But then he sees you, Kit, and he's like, no, and scowls, (laughs) obviously, fakely. Um, And I'm going to run over to him and put just like a tiny bit on his cheek and then run back to her. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then an ink battle starts. No, so uh, iridescent. (laughs) We're all just covered in glittery (laughs) ink. Glittery ink. No. Uh, All right. So glitter mustache is applied. An hour passes. Bizdira begins to stir. I'm stepping back. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) We do have definitely have ink on our hands. We're hiding them behind our backs. I think as the moment comes near, I think, uh, okay, I do think that, I do think that Hush is, is going to try and sort of like blend into the shadows, actually. So, um, uh, Bizdira, you are, you are on the floor, you have a headache, but you are awake with one hit point. I basically know what's happened, right? I, I mean, I actually don't know that you, kn- I, mm, I don't think you know that Hush knocked you out because you didn't 
see them. Right. I think that you know that you were bashed on the back of the head and knocked unconscious, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm tied with my hands in front of me or behind no, me? No, it's literally like your hands are next, like you're comfortable, but there's just like a rope around your arms, so you can't like... around me? Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> How you feeling? She's gonna look up at all of you individually and say, why am I tied up? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time you just tried to punch someone upon waking up, so, you know, just, just some precautions. This is not untrue. So who knocked me out? Uh, you want to tell us more about that ring? No, I want to know who knocked me out. Hush will step out of the shadows and say, um, I did. And why did you do that? Well, uh, things were escalating. Your friends, who know you better than I, were obviously concerned uh, about your state of being. And I didn't want any of the six of us to do any sort of, you know, permanent damage emotionally, physically, uh, and so I decided to sort of shut things down. She's gonna look at him and say, I was perfectly calm. I don't know why you guys were getting freaked out. Dude, I don't know if this is just a Terran thing or if this is just a human thing. I don't trust you at all right now. Your (laughs) demeanor right now, I literally, like, with the whole, you drank the stuff... And then you put on the ring, and now you came out of this, and you're just, like, being so... Like, I'm just... I'm not happy. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm very on edge. So you're going to lean into it. Got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bizdira, did you think... So you got this ring. You put on this ring. We're doing a, a recon mission right now. And, and you want to, and you know the ring only talks to one person who you don't know who it is. And we got the ring from Flake's brother. And you thought it would be a good idea to contact that person? Are you surprised that we were freaking out? Didn't actually contact them, though. We yeah, don't but know. you, we, we know the way. We know that you, you would have done it if we hadn't stopped you. Are you going to untie me now? I don't know. No. And Flick scurries back. <laughs> <laughs> He says one word. He's I like, think, no, okay. I think Hush has stepped back into their shadow, and I think Sniff is trying to, like, join them. <laughs> also, is this our first fight? Yes. I mean, honestly, that's impressive that we made it uh, three years without, or three and a half years without a fight, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. You said I have one hit point, right? I did, yes. <laughs> you were going to turn on your radiant consumption, weren't you? <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> Okay, Biz, mm-hmm. you attuned to this ring. I'm aware. Okay, and then what happened? And then I know that I could do ascending to somebody, but I didn't do it. What was, when you walked in, Sniv, who has been along for the ride this whole time, was freaking out. Y'all come in, start freaking out as well, and then this one over here knocks me unconscious. So understand that I am really confused right now because y'all are supposed to be my siblings my companions she's playing that card mm-hmm. Shit. so i would love an explanation as to why i am tied up that everyone is freaking out about something that i didn't do yet but we when didn't y'all, know that you weren't telling us any information and the glorp has affected you a little bit more than you maybe know well 
nobody's t- telling me anything. Everybody's walking out and having conversations without my involvement. So I don't know what the hell is going on. I got bored, so I put it on. And I found out this information. I didn't do anything with it because I like to consult my siblings with this before well, I do anything. But I wanted to know why Sniv was so freaking out about it. And she's going to look at Sniv and be like, any explanation as to why it scared you so much? Sniv just, if the floor could open up underneath him, he just he keeps, he like his, he doesn't move, but his eyes like keep flicking between Bria and Kit and Flick. And he sort of turns a little bit to look at Hush and then back to Bizdira and very quickly back to Bria and just sort of does that round a few times and, and finally just says, I, uh, I apologize, Bizdira. Uh, her. I, uh, I everything about I got punched in the eye by by the owner of the ring. I imagined it couldn't be a good thing. Uh, the owner of the ring who wasn't wearing it at the time. Now the other thing is is that are we back at the trials? Y'all are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually living for this. I'm, I'm loving are... every bit of it. I'm not enjoying so <laughs> like paranoid about all of this and about what's going on with me. Not one of you has taken into account that Sniv act very much out of his character, which is what was intriguing me before I got unceremoniously knocked unconscious. Sniv just like stuttering and stammering, unsure how to respond. But we asked Sniv the question to see if he was an imposter. <laughs> we know it's <laughs> Bizdira literally just looks at Kit and doesn't say anything. I think so much worse. We all might need. Okay, Biz, here's the deal, yo. You have not. You also have not been forthcoming with information, and you were not forthcoming with this. And again, we had reason to believe that you're not fully in your capable mind. And then you had this ring, and then we find out that it's connected to one of his siblings. And you, you want to talk about forthcoming with information, y'all? I'm well, to play some what's D&D happening? Here. I, I think <laughs> we, in uh, we <laughs> basically to be honest, we, D&D has been therapy for all of us at least once in our history with the game. <laughs> F- Flick will try and say, um, "Biz, we were kind of under the impression that you were the security threat." And so that's why we were removing ourselves to have conversations. It was not a personal slight. Uh, I personally see your point about Sniv. Um, We did ask him the question, as Kit said. But then when you put the ring on, unfortunately, I think everybody's emotions just got out of hand. So you keep me in the dark about what's going on. You all freak out while I'm trying to understand Sniv's reaction in a what I thought was a fun and fun time playing a game and then you knock me unconscious and tie me up so explain to me now how is it how am I supposed to go past this it'll be fine in a couple of days when your corp has worn off I also Bizdira I'm just confused about why you think Sniv was acting so out of the ordinary because you told him you wanted to make a prank call using sending and even even if you meant it as a joke you have to you have to recognize that you know that's the sort of thing that you might actually do and <laughs> and Sniv has been with us on this island on the last island seeing all of the threats that we're coming up against so it's not it's not out of character for him to 
get concerned that something that maybe seems like a fun joke would be would be an action that you would take that could, you know, because we don't know who that ring connects to, that it could compromise what we're doing here. I don't, I, I understand the concern about there's a security threat, but I think even taking that aside, just, just considering our history, what we know about each other's personalities, what Sniv has seen, I don't, I don't think it's as, I don't think his reaction is as big a deal as you're making it out to be. And that makes it okay to be in the position I'm in right now? Hush is gonna step out of the shadows and say, I, I know that I am currently persona non grata, uh, sorry, ancient Esperanto phrase, uh, not the most popular one in the room. But, but if I, if I may, and he's going to approach you, Bizdira, uh, and just say, uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and untie Bizdira. She's if, literally if gonna, like, all right with move everyone. her arms out to let him get better access to it. And Hush sort of <laughs> reaches for their dagger and then, like, thinks better of sharp objects at this particular moment for everyone's sake and just goes and, like, Bria, you were the one that did the tying, yeah? Yeah, it was just a simple knot. Like, it wasn't anything, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, so they just, uh, they untie you real quick, hand the rope back to Bria and say, uh, I am gonna go ahead and take a little responsibility for this because I've worked alone for a long time and I've learned that I sort of have to keep things pretty close to my chest most of the time in order to be able to continue to function here. Bizdira, I was concerned about you being a security threat because the glorp that you drank that has been affecting you, giving you headaches, I believe is somehow linked to whatever's going on to the populace here. I have reason to believe that whatever it is, those who are affected by it sort of don't realize what's happening to them until after it's done. And so my solution, not knowing the five of you particularly well, was to give you just enough information to deal with what I think might be a dangerous infection. All of that said, you're currently undergoing my treatment for the Glorp. So far, we haven't seen a ton of progress, but you're due up for another dose in the morning and we'll sort of see how you feel. We had discussed the possibility of you hanging out, uh, maybe with Sniv, maybe with me, somewhere secure and safe just until we know that whatever's going on with you is, is not a danger to yourself or to anyone else. Is that still something that you're willing to do? Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hens here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. There is so much more left to do and we have to be the ones to do it. Second of all, if you are enjoying this episode so far, it would be orchidaceous if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able. In fact, I think we have one at the end of this episode. And of course, course, the more of those we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen to an extent. Though, since we're talking about getting more people to listen, you know what the best way to do that is? Y'all telling your friends. So keep doing that. We have seen a little upward tick in numbers and we attribute that to your help. So keep telling your friends to start listening. Time for the weekly reminder about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, early access to new merch items, and much, much more. And if all of that still isn't enough, 
Well, by supporting our Patreon, you will also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. You can get more information about what's on offer with our Patreon, the other Patreons that we're going to be supporting, and information about our Patreon at Forward program by checking out our Patreon. Let me say Patreon a couple more times. Patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge. Right now, I do want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer Skill tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, Misty, Aaron Stevens, and James Ann Lovely. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and join today. We have new exciting news about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It seems that they have switched up our program and we no longer can offer you gold chest codes. What we can offer you, though, are Electrum chest codes. Now, yes, I know what some of you are thinking. Isn't Electrum worth less than gold? And yes, in coinage it is, but not in this case. In this case, these Electrum chests each have five cards, five items in them that you can get, and one of those items is gems. If you're familiar with the game, gems used to only be available from killing bosses, never in chests, but no longer with these Electrum chests. You can get gems, you'll also get a potion card, a bounty card, a blacksmithing contract card, and of course an equipment card, which might have a piece for any of your champions, and the random generator that gives you that card prioritizes empty slots in your lineup. So good stuff. Of course, if you don't play the game, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but if you do, this is all very exciting. So be sure to check out Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms and use our Electrum chest code that you can find every week in our episode notes when you do. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear on our show. You can find their collections at battlebards.com, scottbuckley.com.au, and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, check out the episode notes to find the specific track names, artist names, and links. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. On a personal note, we want to say an enormous congratulations and farewell to community manager of D&D Beyond, Lauren Urban. She recently announced that she's going to be moving on from D&D Beyond, and we want to thank her for her years of incredible service at that amazing organization. Thank you, Lauren, and good luck in the future. Finally, our merch store reminder, new items are available for patrons and will be available for everyone starting on March 1st. We have all kinds of exciting new items, mugs, water bottles, and some really neat puzzles that we have used some of our anniversary arts that we commissioned to make. So they're really lovely. Patrons have access now at slightly discounted prices. So if you'd like that early access and lower prices, join our Patreon. Otherwise, March 1st, everything will go live to the public. You can check out what we have available now and keep an eye for future installments by going to bit.ly slash TLR merch store. Okay, 
that's all the announcements that we've got for you this week. Once again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you know what to listen for, you can hear that things have started to get a little tense between the players during this episode. Once again, I want to assure all of you that we made use of the safety tools that we had in place, and we never crossed any hard lines for any of the players. I mention this not to pat us on the back, but because it is really important to remind everyone, all of you, that safety tools are a must at your table to take care of your players. If you never have to use them, so much the better, but have them at the ready. Okay, enough of that preaching. You heard it before the episode. For now, thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask over your mouth and nose, and happy gaming, y'all. Bazir's gonna stand up, and she's gonna look at everyone in turn, and then finally look at Tahush and say, is there somewhere I can bed down alone? Hush pretty quickly says, absolutely, and then sort of pauses and gets thoughtful and shakes their head and says, sorry, old habits die hard. If that's what all of you think is best, then we can arrange that. My concern about leaving you on your own is that if in fact you are compromised without your knowledge, we would have no way of being able to help stop uh, or 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 even watch you. Uh, and uh, that that is something I would rather avoid. But at this point, I can see that I took the wrong approach, and I will acquiesce to whatever you all think is best. So, Bizdira, if you're insistent, then yes, I can set you up a place on your own. I will not leave. Uh, I will not stay behind. I will not, you know, make sure that you are surveilled. I will make sure that you are, in fact, alone, if that's what we all think is best. She's gonna, <clears throat> she's gonna say before anyone else does, she's gonna say, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care if you sit outside the room. I want a room alone to rest, to get my strength back, and to calm down because I am trying my best to stay calm. Uh, they nod and say that uh, we can absolutely arrange tonight. And then she'll kind of give him the lead the way. Uh, yeah, and and this this room that you all are in uh, sort of obviously is where they stay for the most part. But there's another small. It's I will say it's not. And Hush is kind of apologetic about this. It it's not. Co- it's cozy. Let's say uh, it's not the most uh, spacious or the nicest or perhaps the most comfortable of of rooms. But you are sort of at the you know in this abandoned building. Uh, so they'll show you to that to that space uh, and just say you know we will. I will leave you to rest. Uh, if if you don't mind, we'll just keep an eye on the door. But you are you will have your privacy. And at that, she will close the door and. I don't know if Hush will hear this, but she's going to set up uh, her hunter's trap in front of the door. On her side. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, I don't know. Let's and see. And probably tie the doorknob or whatever as well. Shut. Okay. Great. I love it. Uh, Hush comes back to the room with you all. Uh, what have you, have you, I mean, what have you all been doing while Hush took Biz to the other room? I don't think we've said anything. Staring Sitting at each other? Sitting in silence. Yeah. Yep. I think that a lot of me is wanting to blame this on the Glorp, um, like, just to be like, this is, maybe this is part of what's going on with her, while still understanding, like, her side of it. Because, again, we have been treating her like a child. I'm like, fully aware of that but yeah i think there's a part of me that wants to blame it on that and is hoping that like once she's feeling better once this whole thing is passed it's gonna be fine yeah i agree i i think you know as we 
move forward. Yeah, maybe maybe just um, I, I don't know, keeping open lines of communication. I don't know, just I don't know, just uh, talking a little bit more with everyone else and and trying to make sure that everyone is heard and if they have something to say. I, this yeah, is I not. Know. It's never been a problem before. We had to leave her yeah. in the dark. We've never left her yeah, in the dark before. I know. So I, just... I think yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I don't know. I know that Kit feels really bad about this situation. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. Kit feels, like, awful to have made her sister feel this way. But on the other hand, like, I don't know. We've spent a very confusing two days on this island. And we know that there's something wrong. And I think, like, we did what we felt that we had to do. And, like, it's really shitty. And I hope that we, I hope that Bizdira is better in the morning. And that she knows what a sky abolith is. And we can move past this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's challenging because truly, I don't know what else we could have done in the face of the information that we have gleaned from this island, the information that we got from Hush, and just like the common, all of the events that happened. Like, I don't know what else we could have possibly done. I'm going to remember as a human that can't actually see these characters that we painted on her face and she doesn't (laughs) know about it. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And in this remembrance, feel even worse because we were being silly not knowing where she was mentally at. I'm going to start doing it on my own face. (laughs) Sadly, not just like as a, like, I'm going to do it and then maybe it's a thing, whatever. And then I think Bria's going to go into a corner and then maybe she like draws a little bit at night or does whatever. They have their things that they do. Um, I think she's going to journal instead. I think that this is like very difficult. Not with any information that if anybody found it that like, you know, it would have any particulars, but just like more like a feelings journal or whatever, just taking some time away unless the other two need the community I think it just feels very tonight feels very separated yeah and Hush returns and sort of sees you all sort of you know quiet with your thoughts having had whatever portion of that conversation with each other already and just says um, uh, I, I'll i I'll keep an eye you all should, should get some rest okay so uh, Hush goes back outside you all can pass the eve take a long rest uh <laughs> Maybe not the most peaceful night of sleep you've ever had, but, you know, you've slept with life-threatening wounds before, so it's just one new discomfort uh, in the night and the next morning. uh, Before the sun rises, uh, just before in that sort of pre-dawn light, Hush comes into y'all's chamber uh, and sort of uh, as gently as possible wakes you all up uh, to let you know that it's just about time for uh, the next dose for Bizdira and just wants to know, should they take it? Does one of you want to take it? Can I take it? Uh, Hush certainly does not care who takes it. I'm I'm going to because I'm also going to take her um, my cleaning stone. Okay. Hush just tells you, you know, uh, give it a minute or two after she takes it. Uh, and then, you know, whatever you want to do to try and check and see how she's doing, how her memory is. They do say that a headache is a is a is usually what they use as an indicator that it's the glorp is not clear right that it's that there's still something going on okay so i'll take that um we are now out of moon magic you are now out oh congratulations yes you're out of moon magic so i'm gonna go to longest three days her room and just knock on the door gently and say (laughs) that's good yeah biz (laughs) what guess who (laughs) 
You can hear her rolling her eyes behind the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. That's what I want. I've got some presents for you. One of them is a disgusting vial of liquid and the other one's a rock. (laughs) What? So you're going to hear some jostling around and the door will (laughs) creak open and she'll look at you and say, it better be fucking good. And then she'll open the door. Oh, it is. And close the door behind you. You'll see Flick (laughs) with both of his hands behind his back and he'll say okay choose one <laughs> she's gonna say no she go smack you yeah <laughs> and i no. ain't stop her come on <laughs> no all right and so i'll hand both of the things to you one is a vial of gross looking liquid and one is the little cleaning stone and, and i'll actually look at them both and then Flick will hand you the cleaning stone and say, um, you may just want to, like, take a bath really quick. She's going to say, do I have blood all over myself? Like, what? Yes. To be fair, she probably does have some on, like, you the have, back of her neck it's, and stuff. So. Yeah, it, it's, right? it's unsightly, this, to be honest. This, Clean yourself. Under your nose area. It's, yeah, <laughs> you, are the there, you are not there. You are not there. And she would punch <laughs> you in the face with that. So she's going to say, okay, and she's going to clean up. And then she's going to take the liquid, pinch her nose, and down the hatch. Yeah. Go ahead and make me a wisdom saving throw, please, Ms. Tira. I'm going to use my inspiration. Okay. Seems like a good time for it. That is a 19. Hey. All right. You have a headache. It is significantly better than it has been. You take you only take four points of psychic damage. Okay. Uh, but there is definitely that sort of twinge behind both of your eyes still this morning. Okay. So, and I guess Flick will ask, how you feeling this morning as opposed to last night? Big uh, question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to say, I don't know. You really want to know. I, 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 and Flick will genuinely look you in the eye and say, I, I think I do. She's going to say, I feel betrayed by all of you. I understand that. Is it just because of last night, or is it more than that? Last night. Because we weren't being honest with you, or we weren't, you felt like we weren't telling you everything that we knew, or... I'm gonna take your pick. Yes? That? Well, I think we know that, and I think we're all really sorry. I can't speak for the other girls, but uh, I think we genuinely have, you know, we were worried and we had other concerns and we let those get the better of us and the better of this relationship. And I know that we want to work with you as opposed to work separately or against you. Didn't feel like that last night. We know that. And so I, I think... Part of the reason I'm here is to say, uh, I we wouldn't be here without you, and so we can't lose you right now. I mean, we're we're so close. We don't actually know how close, but we're really <laughs> close. And so, uh, you know, we've got to stick it out. Six to one hundred and four episodes close. Yeah, who's to say? <laughs> and we need you. She's gonna um, she's gonna look at him and say, "It's gonna take time." Fair, fair. Just know that you have us. And we have your back. From now, from here on out, you've always had our back. Wait, we have always had your back. But I, I, we see how that was not apparent last night. And we are, we're willing to do whatever we can to make sure that you don't feel that way again. I'm going to knock on the door. Mm-hmm. We're busy! No, I'm just And I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm just going to slip. You're going to see like a little s- slip of paper come under the door. And it just says Bizdira. It's like folded up piece of paper and it says Bizdira on the front of it. She'll pick it up and read it. And it's Bria's journal entry that she wrote 
and at the bottom of it it's a drawing of all four of us um, just hugging each other and the journal entry basically just says that how difficult it is to feel like we're broken and that and to feel like our sister is missing right now but hoping that we're gonna all be able to be together soon and I'll be able to mend this soon and then the pictures at the bottom and it just says love you biz and then there's um um I've stuck a little beetle onto it so you know it's for me <laughs> As if she wouldn't have known that I was going to It's Bria. Come on, guys. Um, she's just going to fold it up and put it in her pouch. Uh-huh. So Flick will ask, uh, are you feeling well enough to maybe come join us? Um, she's going to say, bring Hush in. All right. He opens the door and Bria, who has been leaning against it, not listening, just leaning against yeah. it, waiting for it to open, just kind of falls a little bit in. I think I was next to you. Like, I catch oh, you before yeah. you fall into the, <laughs> into there the you room. Go. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't, like, I try to do it kind of softly and sensitively and it, like, won't move. I'm like, oh, oh, and like, oh, God, move. Yeah, Hush is decidedly not there. Hush is definitely back in the other room, so you can go get them and, uh, and bring them down if you like, though. And Hush will come in and, and uh, well, we'll knock first. And uh, she'll say, come in. Good morning, Bistira. How you how you feeling today? She's going to say, it's not as bad, but it's still right here. And just kind of point to where the, there's still pain. It's good. Good. Not as bad is, is progress. Uh, considering how long it was before I managed to get you my antidote, it's not surprising that it's going to take a little while, but I'm I'm glad to hear that it's better. Any other any other symptoms? Uh, can I ask? Do you have? Do you remember uh, an encounter with a sky abolith? She shakes her head. Uh, they nod and they say, "All right, well, uh, that's all right." The decreased severity of the headaches, big step. Um, up to you how you want to proceed. My treatment regimen would be another dose tonight. See how you feel. Maybe another in the morning, but it, it seems like you're powering through it. So uh, the end is in sight, I think. So what are the options? He says, well, I'll tell you what I would do based on what I do and don't know about this stuff and how it affects people. Uh, and then, you know, I'll sort of leave it up to you and your companions. She's uh, going to shake her head at that. Uh, they'll nod. And they'll just say... Um, for my part, until we either get you headache-free or get you your memory back, I would feel better if you, you know, took a load off, got some rest. You know, not not exerting your body or your mind too much is only going to help you fight whatever this is. And uh, I'll, I'll be completely honest, I, I don't know uh, how else this might be affecting you aside from the headaches and the memory loss, which is why it would be my preference that at least for today, uh, you know, if the rest of the crew decides to move forward with any plans, that that we don't have you come along. That said, you know, I think that you know yourself best. Uh, even, even though this affects the mind and affects your own perceptions, I saw last night that you have a pretty good grasp on yourself so i you know i'll leave it up to you ultimately she's just gonna do a quick nod and say okay i'll stay here and she'll lay back on her bedroll uh would you like uh 
company. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm sure Sniv would, would be happy to stay, or depending on what the the crew wants to do, maybe I, I don't need to accompany, I, I, or, or would you rather just... She'll say, if anyone wants to stay, that's up to them, but I'm perfectly fine on my own. Uh, they'll nod, and they'll say, uh, great. Well, uh, I think Sniv was cooking up some breakfast, so I'll have him bring that into you if you're feeling hungry, and, uh, and I'll just, uh, we'll have a chat in the other room, see what the plan is for today, and, uh, go from there. Okay. I'm glad you're feeling better, and, uh, and I am sorry. It's been a long time since I had other people to work with, and uh, clearly I'm not not so good at it anymore. She's going to nod in at that. She's going to pull down her mask. Hush, we'll go back to the other room. Tell Sniv to take breakfast to you, Biz. And Sniv has, uh, Sniv has been, you know, cooking up whatever trail rations you all had and some other fresher stuff that Hush had, uh, and, and takes you basically a little plate biz that he has laid out in the shape of a little smiley face. I don't think it's two eggs and a sausage because I don't think you have eggs or sausage but it's like, you know, a jerky smile and maybe some like berry eyes or something like that. So he's gonna take that on down to your room while Hush says to the three of you that are back in the other room, so um, she's not out of the woods yet I don't think and uh, has agreed to take it easy today to let herself recover. So what's our plan? I mean... I know that we're in crunch time and we feel like we have to do things, but I feel like we should wait here. I feel like, I I don't know. I feel like if going out and continuing our work is only going to widen this, uh, I don't know, this hole between us. And I think, I don't know. I don't think we can do this without Bizdira. And I don't think us going out on our own is going to do anything to make her feel like we are there for her. I definitely agree. I don't think we should pursue anything major. I do wonder whether or not we... Is there something we can, like, observe? Is there something we can spend some of the day doing that's not necessarily, like, a huge... Like, I I don't think we need to go underground. I don't think we need to go pursue... Mirko, like, I, I, you know, at least not with Bizdira, or without Bizdira, but is there another option that maybe is just, like, exploring or observing around? Um, I mean, I had a couple of thoughts, um, I guess things that could be more uh, located uh, yeah, here. Yeah, local, almost, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I have one thing that I'm interested in doing is I would be interested in going back to do we call it an apartment building is that what we as characters refer to it as oh (laughs) that's such a good question yeah I mean I think Hush could have maybe introduced that word sure so I would be interested in going back to the apartment building and getting some of the glorp from there and seeing if it's different or the same as the science people and that's something I could definitely do and come back here so that's one idea we still have the ring yeah you had just I set it on the so, table. Yeah. I don't think any of us have yeah. touched it since then. Do we, do, would we, or does anyone in the room know how long it would take to on a tune from Biz? Uh, yeah, tw- 24 hours being more than 100 feet away. Mm. All right, well, maybe we take that more than 100 feet away. <laughs> I mean, the room that, that Biz spent the night in was more than 100 feet away, so you've, st- I mean, you've got eight hours on We've it, got so a head start on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about watching the Arcanium, one of us could go and just observe. I'm happy to. Bria, do you feel strongly? Um, I think I stick you out and like I a, can... Well, I, I guess I don't, but... You and I can go and do that if 
Kit wants to, like, we can all make sure that someone is here if Bazdira comes out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hush can Hush can volunteer to go with you, Kit, to the apartments, and Sniv can hang around until, you know, whoever gets back first. I don't think that's an awful plan. <laughs> and with that decisive, uh, resounding chorus of yeah, great ideas... I think that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out how this goes and to hopefully see if we can turn the tone around. Be happy. Don't worry. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Speaking of reviews, we have a new review <laughs> this week. Uh-huh. Yep. Anyway, we have a review from Shane underscore underscore, and Shane says, Amazing, hilarious, talented folks, five stars. A friend of mine recommended this to me, knowing that I'd gotten back into D&D in 2020. I started this on Christmas Eve while making food and was hooked immediately. I've just caught up, and I'm so excited to find out what happens. Great characters and an amazing story. Well, thank you so much, Shane. Sorry we read your review on a downer episode. But we really appreciate you. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira, Kate, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Room tone. Shush. Oh, sorry. Windows open. (laughs) And my room tone is (laughs) what I think is my husband throwing my child down in a wrestling move. I think that's what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's start. Let's try again. Yeah, let's do it again. Oh, for fuck's sake. Now I've got the train. (laughs) I've got a motorcycle. (laughs) It's It's all going well. Oh, God. Karin, okay. anything on your end? Surprisingly quiet here. Yeah, you two are going to have great long stretches of room tone, but for the rest of us that God hates, let's try it one more time. <laughs>